one to die That he might give Eternal life That I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment. But first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. In the book of Deuteronomy, in chapter 28, look there in verse 8. This is Moses talking to the children of Israel and laying out for them things to do and things not to do. How to be blessed by God or how to be chastened by God. Blessings are a curse. And even after we trust Christ as our Savior, we have the same opportunity given to us. We can choose to be blessed by God or cursed by God. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. And in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Look at that verse. God is going to command blessings. Now, if God gives a command, uh, he can bring it forth. Remember in the book of Malachi in chapter 3, he makes the statement uh, that you have robbed me. And they said, wherein have we robbed thee? He says, in tithes and offerings. And he says, if you will take and fix this problem, he says, see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing which you cannot receive. In other words, more than you ever thought, more than you ever dreamed. Remember this as individuals, we cannot outgive God. And so I, I, I encourage Christians to make sure that you, whenever you give, that's a personal thing between you and the Lord, but I believe that a tithe is at least the minimum that a Christian ought to give. Then there's offerings on top of that. Not to give what is, belongs to the Lord makes you a thief. You're stealing something from God. And I believe a lot of people have bought homes with God's money. They bought TVs with God's money. They bought a lot of things with God's money. And then they say, I don't have anything to give to the Lord's work. That's not true. Is that they have misused the money that belongs to God. If we gave to God what God says we should, everything would be fine. Always keep that as your priority in life. Because what you give is a thermometer of your love for the Lord. So you do your giving while you're living so that you're knowing where it's going. Then he makes the last statement here, and he says, And I will bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Verse 9, The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. Now, remember, they're not in the land yet. He said, Now, this is what I want. And I'm making you promises that I'm going to take and give you a land, and if you'll do what I tell you to do, God says, I will command these blessings upon you. All the people had to do was just do right. Just do right. And then he says here, If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, 
and they shall be afraid of thee. In other words, God said, I will cause people to be afraid of you, and therefore they won't try to attack you, they won't try to harm you, they won't try to wrong you, because they'll know that's a holy people, and the Lord is their God. I don't believe too many people fear America like they used to, or have respect for America like they used to. A Frenchman came over here and he says, America has been blessed because America has been good. And when we are good, people know it. And when you're good, you're great. And we're losing our greatness because we're ceasing to be good. Our laws are no longer good. Our leaders are no longer good. But we got a lot of crooked, wicked people in Washington. And we don't have the preservation like the salt of the earth. You have salt and meat, it preserves. And so we don't have enough of God's word preserving the freedoms in this country. So we'll lose the freedoms. So he makes this statement here in verse 11. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. Now get this. Who's going to do all that? God said, I'm going to do all this for you. The Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods in the fruit of thy body. Talking about your children. In the fruit of the cattle. In the fruit of thy ground and the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Now I'm going to give you a piece of land. And I'm going to bless you. I'll command the blessings of God upon you. I'll bless the fruit of your body, of the cattle, of the land. You're going to prosper. You see, we don't think that there's a God in heaven that is aware of what's going on. But there is. God sees. God knows. God knows the wickedness that's going on in our nation. We're no longer what you would consider a righteous nation, a nation that's got Christian character to it. We're totally becoming a heathen country. We have become a melting pot for all the religions of the world. And that was never meant to be. You say, we have a freedom of religion. All the religions in this world, are supposed, uh, in this country, are supposed to be underneath Christianity, under the umbrella of Christianity, but never to violate Christianity. Verse 12 says, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heavens to give the rain upon thy land in his season, to bless all the work of thy hands, and God said, I'll send the rain at the right seasons, the right time. Everything will be right. And thou shalt, now get this part. You're going to underline this in your Bible. A sign of a good, strong nation. Thou shalt lend unto many nations. Thou shalt not borrow. It means you don't borrow from other nations. For 200 years, America never was in debt to any nation. Did you know that we're in debt to almost every nation on the earth right now in spite of all the money we give away? We're in debt. Up to our ears. Wouldn't surprise me if someday somebody wants to foreclose on America and say, we own it. You ever notice how many people from other countries own land in this country? Oh, which I don't agree with. I don't think no other country ought to own any land in our country. But he says here, you will not lend. I mean, you'll lend, but you won't borrow. Because when you borrow, then you are a servant to the lender. In verse 13. Verse 13 is a very important verse. It's a prophecy about what is going to take place with the nation of Israel. And the Lord shall make thee the head, not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. In other words, you'll be the head. There's a lot of nations upon this earth, but you'll be the head. And they'll be the tail. But woe to the nation that slowly becomes the tail and not the head. We're getting to the place right now where, have you ever heard of a, a thing called the tail that wags the dog? 
the tail that wags the dog. In other words, the dog's supposed to wag the tail, right? But what happens when the tail becomes stronger than the dog and the tail wags the dog? So that's kind of dumb. Yeah, I know. But right now we have nations around this world and united notions, and they would love to wag America. Now they're the tail that's wagging the head. And they're trying to make us subservient to their wishes. That's what all this global warming stuff is about. That's nothing but for global control. But little by little, America is losing its sovereignty because the core of America is losing their credibility. We are being destroyed, not from without, but from within. See, if you can't storm the gate, you infiltrate. You take the heathenistic philosophies and you come inside and you teach their beliefs. And next thing you know, people will believe would you want God to bless you or curse you based upon what somebody else does? Or would you want God to bless you because of your decision? I want the Lord to be able to bless America because of the stand that America takes and has nothing to do with what the other nations do. Why should we run the risk of them that's heathen and ungodly determine the blessings upon our country? And that's what you do when you link together with them. And I don't believe it's good or right. In verse 43, uh, now you get the other side of the coin. He tells us some things that are going to happen if we don't listen to what God says. Now, this is a prophecy. But listen, America has a lot of similarities as the nation of Israel. America is not Israel. But America was brought together with a few people that came here to propagate the gospel. And I believe that God gave them this land. And we took the Word of God and it became the textbook in our public schools. It was a textbook that our founding fathers read and got their guidance from. So they would know what kind of a government to set up. And we have set up a government in this land totally different from every nation that has ever been upon the face of the earth. This was one unique nation. And now it's been slowly eroding away. So he says here in verse 43, The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high. Thou shalt come down very low. Is anybody worried about the strangers in our midst today? We call them immigrants. Is anything on the news about stuff like this? And now they wanting to allow them to have all the rights and privileges of a citizen, except they just happen not to be a citizen but they are going to drain this country dry, and it won't be long. They'll become the tail that wags the dog. They'll determine what we do and what we won't do. And we won't go by the law because, you see, we're slowly getting away from the law. We'll even prosecute the people who try to uphold the law. It's going to lead to vigilante after a while. People are going to say, I'm tired of it. I'm going to take the law into my own hands, and then there will be chaos in our streets. Because you're going to find out that the police are not going to be able to protect you. He said, but the stranger in your midst is going to take over you. The stranger that doesn't belong. And it did happen. Verse 44. He shall lend to thee. Thou shalt not lend to him. See, it's backwards. And then he says, and he shall be the head. Thou shalt be the tail. So things are slowly switching places. This is why today people do not care about church. They don't need the church because they have so enjoyed the fat of the land, they don't need God anymore. 
They don't have to worry about it because of their God, their God, their God is not God, their God is government, and government will take care of us in every area. So we don't need to worry about it because you were protected from the cradle unto the grave, and therefore we can be as ungodly as we want to be, and it has nothing to do with whether I get this or that. I believe we ought to do right at all times, regardless. And so he says here in verse 45, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, shall pursue thee as a lion seeking whom it may devour. Somebody's on your trail. God says, I'm going to send something after you. Now remember, there's a lot of things in these verses that we're le reading about how God is going to deal with his people when they get into the land of Canaan. And he says, I'm setting before you this day good and evil, the blessings and the curse. It's all based upon your decision. But it deals with the people as a whole, as a nation. And there's promises that God, I believe, will keep concerning our own nation. And he makes a statement here in verse 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be, and you ought to underline this, till thou be destroyed. Remember, even as a Christian, God wants to bless you but he sets before you the ability to choose because nobody wants to be made a robot. Well, we want to be able to decide for ourselves what we think is best for ourselves. Isn't that a wonderful thing to, to have? But along with this freedom of responsibility comes this awesome obligation to do right and to choose right. There's some consequences that we don't like if we make the wrong decision. So he says in the middle part of verse 45, Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Remember, all these bad things is because you wouldn't listen to what God said. See, you can't play games with God. I've told people I don't know how long, or most of my Christian life, you can't live as you please and get away with it. You can't miss church and get away with it. You can't fail to read your Bible and get away with it. You can't fail to give to the Lord's work and get away with it. God's going to charge and he's going to collect and you're going to pay a greater price than you ever thought possible. You can't just treat God like he doesn't matter. You will not get away with it. There's a price to pay. Now, I'm not talking about it can't, it can't cost me heaven. I can never lose that. There's some things God says I'll never lose, but I'm not there yet. So while I'm here, things that apply to us as a nation... God says you can apply these, because all of these points that we're reading about are taught in the New Testament and warnings to God's people about the very same thing. And he says, if thou will not serve the Lord thy God with joyfulness of heart, I will put all these things upon you and a yoke of iron upon your neck until it destroys you. God said, this is what I'm going to do. How does God destroy? How does God destroy a Christian? Would he destroy his own people? He says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And God will judge his people. Yes, he will. He says here in uh, verse 46, For they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. Because, now get verse 47. If you don't have it underlined, I'd underline it. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things. When you stop and think of how good God has been to you, and for the abundance of all things, 
And if you can't serve the Lord with joyfulness of heart, God says, I'm going to slap you around a little bit. God said, I'm going to beat the tar out of you. And he says, I'm going I'm to put a yoke of iron upon your neck. And see, this yoke of iron is something God puts there. Think of a yoke of iron. Who puts this yoke of iron? Don't you like that freedom that you don't have no burdens? And the burdens of my heart roll away. The burdens, you don't have the burdens. But God says, I'm not only going to give you burdens. It's going to be a burden that's going to weigh you down until it destroys you. Who's going to do that? God says, I'm going to do that. You can't do like you please. But the Lord says, talk about joyfulness. See, I believe of all things in life, we should enjoy life. Now, I know primarily this is talking about a nation. But there's principles in this. When Jesus Christ was here, remember in Matthew chapter 11? He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So was there a yoke? Yeah. His is an easy yoke. It's an easy burden. It's a lot easier to serve the Lord than it is to go against God. I'll remember that. It's the devil that tells you the Christian life is just so hard. It's just so hard. It is not. That's the devil lying to you. If you want a hard life, then don't serve God. Because, you see, if you serve the Lord, you can cast all your cares upon Him. And He will care for you. But you do away with God. Now, you carry it yourself. You work out your own plans. You solve your own problems. Don't call upon God. He says, now call upon me in a day. He says, whenever you wouldn't listen to my counsel. He says, now I'll have you in your reason. I'll laugh at you. Proverbs chapter 1. You can't play games with God. Now, get what he says in verse 48. Therefore... Shall thou serve thine enemies which the Lord shall send against thee? Now guess, who's going to send them? The Lord said, I'm going to send this against you. He says in that verse, hunger and thirst, nakedness, one of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck till he have destroyed thee. Now this is what God says he's going to do. Now if God is going to do this to the nation of Israel, and these are his chosen people in his chosen land, he wanted them to be a testimony to the world of what God could do with a people that would yield to him. And they were to be the light to the world. All right, well, they blew it. But if you'll notice, this promise is also to, I believe, America. It's a warning to America. He said, I'll, I'll bring somebody from afar of a different language, and I'll bring them against you. And they'll lay siege against you. Did you realize that if all the nations of the world, and we, we often talk about, you know, we need to boycott Iran or I boycott Iraq and, you know, and put uh, sanctions upon them and so forth, try to force them into compliance. North Korea, we've done it to some other countries. What if the countries of the world got together and says, we're going we're gonna to put sanctions against America? No more oil for America. No more goods to America. Can America stand on its own without those other nations? We're so dependent upon the other nations of this world, we can't survive. And that is what costs us. That's what forces us to compromise, to yield, to give in. 
to other nations because we need them. See, there was a time we didn't need them. We need them now because we're so dependent upon them. Look what God says He's going to do with the nation of Israel if they don't do what He says do. I believe what we're fixing to read now is the future of America if God should tarry a little longer. He says in verse 49, The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. He shall eat the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy land, until thou be destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, or flocks of thy sheep, until he have destroyed thee. How is God going to destroy? He says, if you don't serve me with joyfulness of heart, I'll put a yoke of iron upon your neck until it destroys you. How is he going to destroy me? Well, he's telling you how. And then, see, when all these problems come, people just see it, well, we're just having a lot of problems. We're just having a lot of problems. You remember that there was a storm whenever Jonah ran from God? God prepared a storm. And God prepared a, a, a great fish. And God prepared a gourd. And God prepared a worm. That did just, it just happened. No, it didn't. God prepared that. What if America did have a big famine? What in the world would the people in America do? We're so dependent upon everything else working. If it ever stop, what will we do? And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates until thy high and fenced walls. That's your defense. So your defense doesn't work anymore because they have ways of coming over the, de the wall of defense. Uh, they were just telling us the other day about China that sent up a missile and knocked out one of their own satellites. Anybody read about that? But what if they sent up a, a little old missile and it took out all of our satellites? Do you realize all of our communication because of the satellite? And your TVs because of the satellite? That's our means of communication. What if they knock them out? Now what are you going to do? What would our nation do? We're vulnerable. In the last part of verse 52, he says, Wherein thou trust... You ought to underline those three words. Because today people are trusting in something other than God to sustain them. Well, see, I'm not interested so much in in winning anything. I'm just interested in being right. Because, see, I may not win down here, but I want to be right before God. Daniel was right even when he was cast into the lion's den. He didn't know if God was going to stop the lion's mouth, but he was right because he kept doing what he knew was right. Government was wrong. It didn't matter about those three Hebrew children that was cast into the burning fiery furnace. They said, whether God will deliver us or not, we don't know. But whether he does or he doesn't, we're not going to bow to you, king. It means we're not submitting. They were going to have to pay a price. Hear what he says here now in verse 53. Thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body. What's he talking about? In other words, you're going to eat your own children. You're going to eat your flesh. Your own kids. You're even going to look at your husband and say, mm, he sure looks good. But this is the promise that God says, you talk about... If you don't do what I say do, I, I'm going to judge you. America is going to be judged by God. If God doesn't judge America, then he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Because we're a lot worse in this country than Sodom and Gomorrah ever was. Because there's thousands of places just like Sodom and Gomorrah in our country. It's not just like in San Francisco. It's all over our country. Sodomites, homosexual. It's wrong. It's wicked. 
Sex outside of marriage is wrong. It's ungodly. So he says in verse 53, The flesh of thy sons and of thy daughters, which the Lord thy God hath given thee in the siege and in the straightening, therewith thine enemies shall distress thee, bring distress upon you. So in verse 54, So that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eye shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife, so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children. And reason, because he's already done eight of them. Because he hath nothing left in the siege and in the straightness, therewith thine enemy shall distress them in all thy gate. The tender and delicate woman among you, which shall not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness, her eye shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom and toward her son and toward her daughter. You talk about family turning against each other. Why? Because they're hungry. They're hungry. Why are they hungry? No food. Why no food? No rain. Why no rain? They sinned against God. They sinned against God. They can't do what they want to do and get away with it. If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, you got a God? Do you have a God? Who is your God? Your God is the one you submit to. You will be an obedient to government, but you won't be as obedient to the God that wrote this book. Discipline yourself according to this book. Live or die here with your trust in the Lord. If I die, let me die. But let me be honest between me and God. In verse 59, Then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sicknesses, and of long continuance. Verse 60, Moreover, he shall bring upon thee, and you ought to underline this, all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. See, God says, you serve me, and I will put no diseases upon you. Wouldn't it be nice to have a, nobody get sick? You do right, and God said, you won't have none of these. Does America have diseases all over its country? We have diseases. Go into most homes and look in the medicine cabinet and see what you find. We live in a, a world where our bodies are not taken care of. We're not living right. We're not doing right. I'm talking about the nation as a whole. A nation as a whole. And all the health care stuff is going to sink this country. And they've already aborted about 50 million babies that were supposed to be the workforce for those people that decided we don't need you know, to protect those little innocent children. So they murdered the babies, and now what are they going to do when they get ready for their retirement? They kill the workforce that's supposed to take care of them. Our country's headed for a collapse, economic collapse. It don't matter what the stock market's doing. I'm just talking about in the long run. I can see down the road. I'm not talking about what's going to happen today or tomorrow. I'm talking about down the road. I can see where our nation is headed. How much time we have, I don't know. But I believe these scriptures are true. Look in verse 61 again. And also every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. And ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because thou did not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. Now, if we believe that God is in heaven and God is still God, then God is in control. 
But God says in verse 63, And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoice over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you. See, still God. Does God want to bless every one of His children? Yes, He does. Is God going to tolerate the wickedness of our choices? No, He's not. And God will love to chasten you just like He wanted to bless you. God is God. Do you have to be baptized in water to be saved and go to heaven? Would that make the person who baptized you your Savior? There are at least five baptisms in the Bible. Which one gets you to heaven? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book, or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.